Hey guys, before we get started, this episode of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast is brought to you by High Season Co., a social media agency with over a decade of marketing experience who are crafting the way brands are perceived online. These guys aren't just marketers, they're liquid enthusiasts, craft beer nerds, hip-hop heads, and Gary Vee disciples. So is your social media looking tired? Are you having trouble getting to your customers? High Season can make it happen. Check them out, highseasonco.com. That's highseasonco.com. Now let's drink some beers. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a Brewhead, I'm a brewhead. Y'all are brewheads, yeah we brewheads. So pour a glass of craft beer, we do this. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode 138 of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast. This afternoon, we are in glorious Oshilaga Mezzanova here in Montreal at Bierlug with the owner, David, and manager, PA. Gentlemen, thank you for hanging out. We're happy to have you here. We, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Are thank we lucky to, can we say we're lucky to have you here? <laughs> I can say, can I say I'm lucky to be here? Someone from Finally. Australia. An Australian in, in here in Australia. All right. Are you the first Australian to be here in Australia? <laughs> do you know what? I think so. I don't reckon it. Oh, there's the Olympic Stadium here. So you were. Oh, uh, you know no, what? maybe not. What was maybe that? not. When was that? 1976. <laughs> oh, 76. 76. Some might have come oh, out then. But did they stay in? Is that technically Australia? Yeah, they used yeah. to stay oh, at the uh, Habitation, just yeah, beside the stadium. The, 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 so uh, maybe you're the second... Second. Uh, yeah, there was, the second, there was the second wave of Australians. Yeah. Well, close. I'll take it. I'll take okay. it. Um, so this is a wonderful uh, depender here in Australia. You guys are selling everything across the board. We've got like, all the craft beers from Quebec, across the Quebec, um, wines from the region as well, local produce. It's, it's phenomenal. Basically, you got everything you need. Um, what are we drinking right now? Uh, that beer, I used to taste uh, that beer from Avant-Garde. It's brewed in the neighborhood, they are friends of ours. And this is, I would say, a northern French pilsner. Uh, yeah, and as you can see, the body, it is quite spectacular, yeah. clear. The no- if you smell, we think... We think that we are in, um, uh, I would say, Germany or um, maybe not Prague or Czech Republic, but we know we are in a good Pilsner zone. Yep. So that beer is among my favorite I've drank in the last uh, few months. Right. I love that beer. Easy drinking, and it's made in the the neighborhood. I love it. Boys, cheers. Cheers. Oh, what? Oh. That's great. And you have it all. You yeah. have the malt a bit. Yep, yep, yep. You have the malt. Yeah, the presence of it. There's two type of malts, if I'm not mistaken, in it. And it's... 25%. Yeah, it, everyone can enjoy that type of beer as well. Yeah. Anyone. And it's got interesting um, strizzle. I've never heard this. Strizzle spots and mistral hops. Are they... French uh, hops. The French hops. Interesting. Uh, yep. So what, I guess, are they sort of like uh, similar to SARS in the... I'm not an expert of those, of those ones. I don't know. Um, but they named their beers after the, the ingredients that they had in it. So right. those are French ingredients. And, um, so that's why it's a it's French pretty accurate. Pills. Yeah. I love that. I know they I wanted to change at one point the hops in it. I don't know if we're going to see more of it. I know that one was the, like the more popular that we had of that that whole bunch but uh, they made uh, yeah I think there was like one American also 
okay. uh, that they made. So American Pilsner, French Pilsner. I think they're gonna maybe change the countries or I don't know. That's so cool. We're like, gonna I have feel to like ask the guys. Yeah, you know, the Shona Renault. They were yeah. open. It's nearby, right? Yeah, they're gonna open soon. It's yep. not open yet. They're right, canning, so yeah. that's why we get those beautiful cans. Very cool. Uh, yeah, they're great. Smart move. I like that. I've seen a lot of uh, rise of uh, Italian pilsners recently. Maybe in Ontario and, and in hmm. the states, I've seen a lot. So it's very cool to see like just slight variations on a on a, you know, a style that's really ramping up popularity. Right now, yeah. it is because yeah, people so are really. used for the last three years or so to drink hoppy beers. Yeah, and now they are back into basics. Yeah, basics are uh, easy drinking beer. We used to drink La Bad, La Bad Blue. Remember yeah, that right. one? Well, do I have easy one? drinking? But it's still one? let's say a, a kind of lager. People are back into easy drinking beer as well. So we can drink hoppy beers, but we can drink as well and enjoy, enjoy those types of beers. Yes. It's really cool that like, I feel like Quebec has been a bit slower um, in the uptake in the, in the craft pilsners. I mean, you guys would be probably the best to speak to that because you would see that as far as coming in. I felt that like in other areas, like in the States or in, elsewhere in Canada, I've noticed that there's been a, uh, uh, bless you, it's, it's coming in a lot quicker. And it's become sort of popular for us, and I'm feeling like only like maybe now, maybe like a year ago. Let's be really this about the history. In the yep. U.S., you have a large or in history a large German population. They brought the culture of pilsners, laggers in there. Canadian as well in Ontario, London, Ontario, or those this area south of Toronto. There's a large uh, German population as well. So they brought. That's true. And in Quebec, it's the opposite. We are very pretty much close to the French and Bel people from Belgium. Right. And with Unibrew 25 years ago or 30 years ago, more or less, we were very influenced by the Belgium types beers, of beers. So we are maybe more European and closer to the Belgium and the British as well than the German in Quebec. Maybe it's part of the explanation because here Germans not very not as strong as Ontario or Western Canada. Right. Same thing in the US, Pennsylvania is full of uh, German people. The roots of the population. That's. I think that's the best explanation yeah. I've heard thus far. I think it could be exactly what it is, and then I guess now it's just it's the the, the rise of pilsners is probably because of the craft beer movement itself, yeah. as opposed to some sort of historical connection to a style. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so let's get into your beer histories. We'll get them done. So whoever would like to start, like how did you get into beer? How, how did the, what did that journey look like? Myself, I was oh. 11, 12 years of age when I used to. Not enjoy, I mean, instead of collecting stamps when you're young, I used to collect beer caps and beer labels. Right. It was, it was, it, it says a lot. So when you have a beer cap in French, in Spanish, or English, whatever, you learn a new language by that. You travel as well. So I used to uh, correspond with breweries around the world and beer caps ma uh, makers, companies who produce caps and labels or breweries so i used to roll them in french in english in spanish so at the age of 11 12 13 i used to learn a bit of english and spanish and open my mind to other countries because of the beer so i got into it by collecting uh, that and that when i used to when i was like 18 i started to drink alcohol and when you were legal never before in here it's 18 in quebec and i used to start with 
Unibrew, pretty much. I've, I've drank a bit of Molson Dry. A bit. We all been there. But Unibrew opens the way to me from the beginning. So Unibrew, Cheval Blanc, it's among the, the, the first. And then Boreal were there and Saint Ambroise. So there was the top four. So at the end of 1820, I was already uh, in the first generation of uh, microbreweries in Quebec. I was influenced by that. So beer labels, beer caps, and then a beer drinker. And today I have a beer store because I, I love the beer the beer scene. Right. It's vibrant. Today it's vibrant. It was it really is. It was interesting at that time to see something different happening. But now it's vibrant, as you know. Were there craft options or was that something that you were even aware of when you were sort of discovering all these different beers? You know, I think when Blanche de Chambly won the best white beer Blanche in the world, uh, it was a big, there was big publicity about it. Yeah. It was a big thing. People were proud in Quebec about that. So I said, hey, it's cool. We have maybe the best beer in the world. No contest. It's, Right. But it used to, it was a, a moment, a break, breakthrough, a, a moment that we felt, oh, we can do something good in Quebec, especially in beers. Right. So let's try that beer. And then we taste the Maudit and Fin du Monde and all those good beers. Still are very good today. Yes. And uh, it opened the doors to other to to produce probably Belgium types beers and then microbrew beers. And uh, it was, I think, Unibrew were among the tops that influenced us a lot so much. Right. But not only as a drinker, as a society to, to be proud. Right. Like the Cirque du Soleil brought, uh, we were proud of the Cirque du Soleil and we're, that was important at that time. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Just before we get to the, the shop, how that yeah. came about, let's do yours. Uh, yeah. All my stories a bit, about, a bit the same because I always love the uh, the labels, like the graphics, I love that. I love. I love Never the told me that. I love the. Uh, no, you always you already said it. So he's I hiding to things again, to me. Now, huh? God, I'm <laughs> saying it for the first time. Sorry. But uh, it's it's really he. Yeah, it, it's the label. I had I had like a collection of empty bottles, but it was like all the different. Uh, uh, type of logos. If there was like a one little thing that was like uh, different from the label before, uh, I was actually putting it up there. So I could have had like a, you know when you said Cheval Blanc, I could have like the the, the Coup de Canon. They, yeah. they made. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they had like different. Uh, uh, oh, logos different variations. The same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same with Boreal. Like the the bear was cut off, and then it was like just a square, and then it was like circles. So, That's a pretty so I had, cool. Like, all, all the different yeah. ones. A, cool. um, a bit like someone who collects like pennies and stuff, like with all or or stamps and stuff. But I was like going with all the uh, labels from uh, from the beer bottles. That's, that's, that's how it started, right. and then with I don't know trying out beers, uh, Chabadin or Inibou were, were the ones. I was always the crazy one, the parties that was bringing like the beer that nobody was drinking, and yeah, and just kind of had a legal bench, of course, because <laughs> of course, of course, yes. I didn't know that. That I drank I like that. that. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you used to collect bottles. Yes. Yes. That's like a serious coincidence, right now. Yeah, but I think every that's a reaction life. <laughs> many people collect bottles. Right. I think yeah. we like that. Bottles are it can be very pretty. It's a good, yeah. a pretty object. And now we're the with the brandings of the labels. Yeah. It's getting more professional. Yeah, I had all kinds. Designers. Even even like uh, even up to even the Budweisers, like different like bottles. Even one bottle had the World Trade Center on it. 
Wow, like so before like Nice. Before so yeah. 2001 like, or before uh, that? Or? Before that. Before yeah. that. They had like a world trade behind the Budweiser logo. Yeah. Jeez. So you yeah. guys have both like really been in this for uh, for a while. No, like most people I speak to would be like. For me, it's over three decades. That's it. That's my age a bit. <laughs> He's younger. Yeah. yeah. Younger. But still, if you were doing the collecting beers, even if it was macros before 2001. Yeah. That's pretty sick. Most people that I get to speak to are sort of, even me, and this craft beer was like 2011, probably. So it's only like eight years, not even that long. No. So 30, like in three decades is very impressive. You would have seen a lot of changes over that time. I would say now it's hmm. it's it's very fast. I would say every six months, it's upside down. Yeah. Uh, three years ago, people, more and more people use, were able to say, what's a high PA? Right. And then IPA was popular. It's popular for the last four, three years, but from the last three or four years, it, it's 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 so quick. Yeah. Then we have the sours for now a year or a year and a half, a year and a half of uh, New England as well. This is maybe five years after Pennsylvania or after New England. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, really it's normal solid. because USA is a big country. We are eight millions in Quebec, so. It comes years after, yeah. but every six months, I would say, it's, it's changing. Now we're back to Pilsners and Laggers more and more, yeah. So, but it's so quick, very, very quick. And yeah. people are, the classics are there. The white beers with fruit or tea in it, it's still there. The whites are very strong. And IPA, there are two main uh, types. But then you have the Sours, then the Pilsners and... Yeah. Interesting. So then, all right, let's let's go to the store. So how did the, when did the store open? Or when did, how did, what sparked the idea even to, to open up the beer store? Before I was for 13 years, a North American tour guide. Nice. I used to tour people from Belgium and France in North America. That's great. And people from the US in Quebec. So I, I was on the road all the time in hotels. So it, it seems cool, but as an artist or as a tour guide or anyone who works on the road with uh, luggages and airports and it's hotels and cheap that. hotels, yeah. good restaurant, but cheap restaurants yeah. as well. It seems very sexy from outside, but when you're into it for 13 years and you have toured North America, tour, tour, it's fun. But at a certain point I said, how can I, my passion of Quebec, uh, the cheese, uh, ice cider, beers, and culture. How can I reproduce that as a tour guide in maybe locally or to stay at the same place? And I said my former girlfriend was very good into booking uh, books, books um, in English, how to accountant, you know. And I was good into talking with people and to see and design the boutique from the start. It was easy to say, okay, the cash will be there, that department will be there. Uh, the, the bottles when we return bottles are going to be I knew how, how it's going to work I knew it's going to be the right spot here in the in the, in the district it was easy for me so the merging of our two competence together and to bring a boutique to the people but the boutique with all the local stuff seven years ago it was not that cool as today when we say that boutique is 100% local right. today when you say that it's very cool. It's very People cool. look for that. Yeah, yeah. Environmental uh, economy, it's good. Uh, there's the pride and everything. And we know the producers, we know the name of who are making the beers, the wines or the, the food. So that's very cool. But seven years ago, to say the boutique is all local, oh, yeah, yeah. but today, 
it's a good decision. So it's, uh, it, yeah. it's a pride of the local stuff or the local culture, the local products that brought me to that business. Right. So this is essentially your way of anchoring yourself to one place and stop traveling. Yeah. It's easier. <laughs> and yeah, I live uh, like a kilometer from here. So, so when you're in Vancouver or you're in uh, Phoenix, sometimes you miss your bed. Sometimes yeah. you miss your food. Sometimes. Yeah. No, I, yeah. So I totally relate to that. So And as well, you get to be surrounded by beer all day long and just good products. Good, good. Beer and wine? Beer and no, wine. No, and beer and wine. <laughs> no, we are into beer and wine and Can't food. <laughs> and when did you join uh, Bob? Uh, about three and a half years ago. Right, so uh, about halfway through. Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I was a customer. He right. called me the, the, the guy who liked stouts because <laughs> I was always drinking stouts. So yeah, I used to live just right across the street. Do you still only drink stout? Uh, or you? Well, not not today. No, not today. Okay. But if, if I'm, to, I'm, I'm just if once. I'm, if I'm to get a, get a great beer at the end of the day, I will get a stout. I, I went to Texas once and I asked if there was stouts over there. They looked mm. at me like like bizarre, or like what are you talking like, about? That's, what, really? How many years ago? Or that I went? Uh, I don't know. It was like two years ago. Yeah. Two, two, two. Yeah. Two years Jeez. ago. That's pretty funny. I was blue with that last year, and I, I guess if, if you go to a beer bar, it's probably different. But if you go to a regular bar, like they probably wouldn't even know. I guess like a Guinness is what you'd ask for or something. So, yeah, it's kind of strange. Okay, sick. So, as far as like being even in that seven years, like that's a good point that you make that it wasn't cool seven years ago to be like 100% local and like this you know the name of the person who made the cheese and stuff seven years ago I had only for seven years we have uh, paper bags right. never had plastic bags when you say to people seven years ago we only have paper bags yeah, you don't have it's not accurate as much as a but now it's okay and people don't have I, I think I, I give bags to people once or twice a day right. they don't need yeah, bags don't anymore so they bring their own culture or yeah. changing cultures mm. or, yeah so it's like yeah, you were sort of accidentally ahead of the game, would you say? No, it was to me. It was normal yes. to eat local, think local. It, uh, I've been traveling around the world. I'm very, uh, I'm very fortunate. I've been traveling a lot. But if I travel, I want to taste local food of the country I'm visiting. Right. I want to see their beers, see their food, see their anything they made locally. That's why I'm traveling myself. Sure. So if the tourist comes here they should be happy to say, hey, it's all local. For them, it's very cool to have a store with everything is local. So for me as a traveler, I'm not looking for things I know at home. I know what it looks like at home. I don't want to have what I'm used to it. I want to taste something new. So as a traveler, I'm looking for those kind of stores or experiences. So when they come here, they have the local experience. There's more and more people inclined to that. Like they, they walk yeah. in here and as soon as we tell them everything is local, they're surprised and happy about it. So it's really cool to, to have right. that. Yeah, yeah. So, so then I guess you foresaw that this was going to be the change in, in the way that people approach. Like like you said, then like you, as a traveler, and I absolutely relate to that, that like that's what you do. So then you were like, well, eventually it's going to probably come around where... It's our trademark now. Right. But since the beginning, we have a, a charter. We like charters in Quebec. We like charter. And uh, that one, yeah. And that one is about, if it's possible, everything will be local. If it's possible, we're going to have um, our soaps, our, our 
I don't know, said in English, where we wash oh, all the soaps are going to be organics. Yeah. Uh, oh, the cleaning fluid, cleaning yeah, liquids, everything, uh, yeah. Paper towel. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Organic and then paper bags. And all we can do, we're going to do it. That's in the right. charter of uh, Le Bierologue, Le Vinologue. So we try since the beginning to do our best for the local and the environment and economy and so on. I don't know where it comes from. I think it's, I've been involved in politics and I enjoy social issues. And I don't know, it come from, I don't know. It sounds like the traveling is definitely a part of it. It wasn't like his vision. That, that's yeah. Yeah. So as a, as a customer of the place, did that appeal? Like that's an interesting, actually very comedian. That that's how this came to be for you. Did that um, was that a, an, an attractive element? Did you come here? Well, one probably because you were across the street, but also yeah. Though, yeah I called in my yeah. fridge. I didn't have any beer in the fridge. I just crossed the street. The street. Like, there it was. Um, but was that a part of it? Was that kind of like, well, I know that it wasn't, like, it wasn't, it wasn't add on if I could say, because what I really liked about the store was it, it was to me like the first store I really got there and like the, the fridge where you can't see it right now, but the fridge is divided by all the, the styles. Right. And so if you liked, let's say stouts, like I do. So you got in the fridge and all the stouts were there. Order styles, whatever they were in that area of the fridge. I didn't need to, I don't know, um, look all over the place to find the one I wanted to drink. Right. It was classified it was from the beginning, seven years ago. And if I if I had to ask a question, then like he knew exactly like what I wanted that day. So, but so at that time to classify suggest, the beer by the yeah. styles, it was unusual, I think. Yeah, that was and really as well, since the beginning, I've made a kind of uh, fruit beer festival. At first, people say, hey, fruit beers, it's strange. But if you go to Belgium in a good summer day, people are going to drink what? Uh, cherry or strawberry, uh, sorry, uh, raspberry beers. It's normal there. Uh, so I think we were not ahead of our time. We we're just into the culture of beer, but not only here, but in the world. And I don't know, it's, and today fruit beers, how many dozens of fruit beers we have in a year? Yeah. Seven years ago, six years ago, it was few fruit beers. Now it's like, normal yeah, to drink like, fruit beers. I used to have to get fruity all the time to yeah. drink like a fruit beer or the Mortsubit or whatever, the uh, Belgian one. Yeah. 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 It's a classic still, we, well, we hear it. Yeah. yeah. But, that was the only one you could get. But this many like Quebecois uh, fruit beers are drier than the Belgian ones. Right. Uh, they use syrup, which is okay. If it's Belgian, do or the Quebec? In Belgium, syrup, eh? And syrup, not all, most of the time, most of the time. In here, most of the time we go with, with juice. Yep. We go with uh, the fresh fruits. It's so much small breweries instead of big, they, they're still making good beers, but those beers are made in a big scale over there. So syrup, yeah. syrup. In here, Small breweries, they can have raspberries and strawberries and stuff. And so, even in the US and here, we cut our pumpkins. And you know, it's a lot of job, but it's yeah. part of the deal having a small business and to to have a feeling of we drink local or we drink uh, what's from the yeah the region yeah which is cool. I mean, seasonal, I guess, seasonal. Oh yeah, that's yeah, seasonal. That's yeah, important. Yeah, yeah. Too. Seasonal, which I love as well. Um, and it's kind of cool that like this was the neighborhood that you chose. It was like I assume that seven years ago it was a bit of a different place <laughs> uh, you know I was touring I was looking around a few districts in Montreal there was years ago there was not much of uh, specialized stores beer stores they were maybe three four in Montreal maximum four maybe and in here there was none 
And uh, one night we were trying to find a, a place to rent. And we just parked at the corner here and we saw the sign Alloué for rent. And uh, as soon as I saw that, I said to my uh, the, the other co-founder, I said, this is it, or that's it, that's the corner, that's the place. The market is just beside. We have a market here named Maisonneuve. Okay. Le marché Maisonneuve, like the marché at water, le marché Jean Talon. Oh, so yeah. we have food yeah. here, foodies, or people who are attracted to eat. Good. Like right Yeah, just a hundred meter from here. Right. So to be connected with the market, it's good. So there's a cafe, there's a pâtisserie, Yep. There's a biologue and there's the market all That's together convenient. so that yeah. it was, it was, it sense. yeah, for me it makes sense from the beginning. That's a very, uh, and that's coming from, like we were just talking before, like coming moving from Toronto, one thing that I really love about Montreal is that exact same thing. Like you can go to one region, you go to Atwater, you go to, we're close to jean -Tolain. But you have St. Lawrence Market in Toronto. Yep. St. Lawrence, yep, but that's is one yep. pretty much whereas here we have a little bit three yeah Kensington so Market in Toronto Kensington not the same way yeah okay you know what I, I appreciate you standing up for Toronto <laughs> I, I like Toronto a lot. I love it it's beautiful I like Toronto it's the best it's, 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 it's the best home as well but it's um, it's the best sorry no, it's okay. nothing's the best but you know what I mean it's I, impossible I enjoy to say that it's true nothing's the best no I, I, it's like very cool it was one of the attractive things walking through these markets that seemed to be sort of so easy and they were like so prevalent so cheap like like you knew that they were the farmers selling the um, the products and stuff and then having all of this in this one uh, thing was like a when we came here just visiting from Toronto which is why we moved we were like yo this place is insane like we come during summer like everyone's uh, closing the streets for um, street festivals and then you yep. go to like all these things that we just didn't have there because maybe yes yeah, St. Lawrence Market is there but it's right on the front street it's like right downtown it's annoying to kind of get to whereas like here they're kind of in neighborhoods if that makes sense they try to give personality to every neighborhoods and every neighborhood right, have that. personality as well for sure and for example here probably we have like 30 35 festival or event in Oshalaga Maisonneuve right. so for a neighborhood to have that amount of events venues also are in the uh, district is yep. pretty nice no it's definitely seems to be like just walking I was telling the PA before like walking up yeah. from this bus like funnily enough We've never actually been this far up uh, on Ontario before, so it was interesting just to walk and see. Like, the, it looks like it's definitely changing, and there's a whole bunch of cool like restaurants and bars that have sick patios. Um, it looks like it's really sort of. Stepping I think up. in the neighborhood we are have a good balance right now. We have newcomers uh, that buy condos, and they professionals and artists. And then we have the we have the local people who are here for generation. And for now, there's a balance. I hope it stays that way. Yeah. We don't know in ten years. We hope it stays, you know, well balanced. Right. Because you can meet people from all kind of backgrounds right. here. It's a good mix for now. We're lucky. Yeah. Here. Okay. Yeah. I guess. It's, do, you, do you think the gentrification will sort of happen? It's, it's happening it's here, but. As I said, there's to me, I don't know if Palantri was thinking about it, but to me, it's not as quick uh, as some other neighborhoods. And we are six, uh, six, five, six kilometers from downtown. Right. Downtown is the international district. It's not this. It's not pretty much the same local vibe as a district like us. But I think there's a good balance for now. I hope it stays that that way. Yeah. It's only my point of view. I don't know if I'm. Yeah. 
I have nothing more to add on that. <laughs> you better not. You're fired. And even like in the in the beer world, like all of these beers are from. I actually, is this, this is not Buckel's not from here, is it? Buckel, yeah, Buckel. Oh, from yeah. Drummond. Yeah, from, oh, from Drummond. Yeah. The other ones are from these ones are. We specifically yeah, chose these beers from yes. Oshelaga. My point being that there is a bunch of things happening in the beer world as well here, where maybe you know you've got the Oshelaga facility. Um, next to no, is the Oshlag and Glutenberg kind of been into one thing now? I guess pretty much, right? Uh, you mean the neighborhood, the district? Well, I guess saying in the district, there's now a lot of um, activity with with a, a brew pub such as the yeah. Spas. There's the Oshlag and Glutenberg facilities that uh, were we've been there a couple of times. Where they're brewing a lot. Yeah, of, uh, the big the big space. You're right. Yeah. Um, and then now uh, I've got a jukebox so I moved to this. Like, they bought it like an old bingo hall. Or yeah, they're right yeah. right next to where they used to brew with the Ashland. Oh, it's oh, there. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. in the same huge building. There's yeah, there's, the there's a lot going on in there. So, I think yeah. I've never seen the bingo. Uh, but uh, is there other um, aside from the 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 breweries that are contracting out of Ashland? Is there other sort of breweries in the area as well that are kind of popping um, up in in Ashland? Yeah. There are brew pubs more and more, but Espace Public is a brew pub. It's not that I would like just go down Ontario and just like you'll you'll get other places like you probably know about like uh, the Station Blanc. Yeah, Station yeah. Blanc. Yeah, but is that Ashland? No, it's not. No, it's no, not. No, that's why. That's why I'm trying to think the yeah. area, but no, it's. Uh, it's okay. more it's residential and commercial. We yeah. I'm from a Rosemont district, which is one. It's up the hill a bit, and there's many commercial streets in Rosemont. Right. Myland and Plateau, same thing. In here, we have pretty much one commercial street, which is Ontario. Saint-Catherine and Oshalaga, a bit, but it's more Ontario, the happening. So it's less, I would say there's less possibilities for now, uh, compares to Plateau or uh, to Rosemont. Right. Okay. So it's pretty much easy to, to walk few kilometers on Ontario and you, you'll have everything. Right. But it's pretty much on that street you're gonna shop uh, right. in the neighborhood okay that's dope so as far as like this the store itself and like i guess both of you can sort of answer as far as the taste and i find this fascinating because as a definer that sells all the different beers and all the different styles and breweries you guys are, are sort of the ones who would have the most direct knowledge of the customer taste profiles and you know trend popularity and stuff because you're at the front line selling the beers directly um, do you guys have any thoughts on sort of how, you know, over the years since you've been here and since it's been open, have you seen that change? I know you spoke to the fact that, of course, everything started here with the Unibrew stuff and the Belgian styles, but that's clearly you know, it's gone way beyond I that. I think now. it's more up to date right now, being on the floor every day with the people. Yep. But from the beginning, I would say there were no experts or no geeks seven years ago, not much. I was there learning myself because I was a fan of beer. I didn't know much about beer, but fan, history of beer. And there were not many people who, were, who knew what is a stout, what is a, what is a IPA. Today, it's common to have a conversation with people. They know what is, what is a stout. They know what's an IPA, what's a blanche. They know that. Seven years ago, very few people knew that. And every year, every year with the, now the social networks, people follow breweries and there's, uh, and there's uh, wineries or breweries who are very big hits on social network, as you, as you yeah, say. Yeah. And the media now are finding beer cool 
and wine, local wine cool, you know, that's in Ontario. And now it's cool to drink good wine, local wine. It's cool to drink good local beers. Now, as you... Well, I can see from here, I can talk from our point of view here because like I, what I've noticed with the with time is that not only like we can see that you know it was stouts were talked about a long for a long time then it was like IPAs and still today like different variations of IPAs um, like I looked into like the ones we, we picked out and that's the vibe that I get from this place here but you could get into another beer store and you would get a complete different different vibe from that neighborhood like somewhere else could love uh, i don't know box or schwarzbier and stuff like that right. but here like they or i'm going off but yeah technically no, here that, that that's what they're they're looking into like sessions uh low abvs that that's really what they want they want to you know uh have nice beers yes obviously now it's uh pills uh fruity beers uh or hoppy ones but hoppies that are less than five percent like they really want to just grab one two three beers and not feel it uh feel it in your legs you know right uh, so i feel like that's that's the trend right now that's what we're going to look into like for the summer like our non-alcoholic things that's uh, interesting that's fascinating because i didn't i never considered the fact that trends could also be neighborhood based yeah um never that makes a lot of sense so people here aren't really kind of like clamoring for 11 percent stouts and stuff like that is that not well, you'll, you'll get some customers that want it but it's not that's kind of like the, the yeah most. it's just kind of like the more like the beer nerds well we have pretty much an homo homogenic 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 you say that in english homogenic population here it's pretty much french uh they maybe they go on the same social networks they have the same you know in some neighborhoods it can be mixed right mix of many things you know newcomers over the world uh english french blah 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 in here it's pretty much french maybe there's more and in some other areas it's more eclectic i don't know Well, I think I agree with Panante uh, on that. It's yeah. every neighborhood or areas, they are they have a personality and they have uh, different populations. Right. So that must that must influence the the, the, the taste or the like curiosity the or yeah. the okay. direction where they go. The other point is also who's working in the store, that will have a huge influence on what's going to be. So why people buy it? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Because we're there to actually, you know, help people to choose a beer, choose this, choose that. So obviously, if we're to incline into more breweries, so we're gonna, you know, it's not we're not gonna want to push certain breweries. But if let's say I like uh, Dunham, then I'm gonna probably talk about more about Dunham, or right. he's gonna talk more about like uh, Les Pastor Dick or whoever. Like I think this is also gonna be uh, touching what's gonna be more influential to you know the neighborhood where people are gonna buy. So right. yes, obviously what people are coming in asking for is one thing, but also what we're actually doing in here is gonna also influence in a way or I had that one before, so, so I, I want to try that one again, but I want something new. And people are more inclined to like wanting to discover more beers as well. Mm-hmm. So that's like an idea I get there, but that that's what's cool with beer. You always want to try a new one, but you also, you know, you like your classics. You, you always, yeah, you're not scared about trying new beers. Right. Yeah. Is that an attitude that's common? Like people come in here, are they a bit more um, 
not closed off, but maybe going for more like familiarity versus new? Like what's the kind of ratio there? Like are more people going, all right, what's new? What do we, what do you got? Cause you know, that's a craft beer attitude right now. It's like, what's yes, new? there's, there's a lot of people that are going like that. And you tend to remember those customers a lot because <laughs> yeah. sometimes you don't have it because right. it's, you know, the, the beers are <laughs> lasting like for 24 hours and then yeah, like the, and, uh, yeah. the haze around the corner. Exactly. Yeah. And then you, you hear about it the week after and like yeah no it's gone I'm sorry sorry yeah. but other than that no I feel like there's a lot of customers that we have here, uh, that we have that are you know coming back to either buy the bottle of wine that they like or buy the beer that they like and then they're like hey I've been drinking this one for like the past week or two but like can I try a new one you want to suggest me a new one so yeah they're they're inclined to trying other stuff but yeah but we don't catch on to those customers because we're satisfying them. I don't know how to say that. Yeah, no. <laughs> we're not like, no, we don't have it. We're disappointed. First. Right. Okay. Like a few years ago, people were here because we use, we are specialists into microbrew beers. So they know, they knew they're going to find microbrew beers. Right. Seven years ago, it was not as easy as today to find small brewers, small breweries. Today, they look for the new thing, not the, yeah. they are here for the new beer, the new, you know. So, in seven years, it's it's been so accelerated. It's so quick the changes. So, I remember when I was opening the boutique, I had maybe 20 different breweries. It was wow for the people. Maybe 15 breweries. It was wow. Yeah. Today, if I say I have 15 different breweries, it's nothing. Right. It's nothing, and they look for the new, new thing, the new beer. Most, of, many of them, but we direct them. We hear, we listen, and yeah. we direct them as well. Right. And we have geeks, maybe like 10, 15, 20% of the customers are maybe geeks or mm. they are on their uh, their apps and they know, they scroll and they know exactly at what, what time means, yeah. we're going to have the truck <laughs> beside the boutique and the others are coming <coughs> just here to have a good time, time because they right. know they're going to have our service in here. So we're going to have a... Yeah, you got talk with them. They're untapped, just scanning every beer to see if they actually had it before. That's, and that's crazy. Guy, yeah, yeah. It's hard sometimes to try and like keep up. Yeah, so uh, it, is, it is. It is. Because Palanque is the one right now for the last few uh, half a year. Is is um, is the one who is uh, ordering oh, beers. Right. Okay. And at this, no. Where are you going with this? Yeah, that's <laughs> I was like, what's he <laughs> Monday and Tuesday, he sees all the emails. He opened the emails and he scroll oh, the, from the, the beers. The yeah. Yeah. And he, we, I would say it's 1500s to maybe 2000 beers that in one or two or three weeks that you can order. We cannot have 2000 beers at the same time in the brewery, in the boutique. So that's a puzzle for you, I suppose, to our. Yeah, it is. So that's why we say no to people. Yeah. We don't have this one. We don't have this one. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. We have to direct yeah. them in the same direction. They want to have that type of beer. We have it, but not the exact one they look for. That's the. It's not easy. Yeah. Right. That's why the fridge with the styles is actually helping out them because oh, yeah. actually have you classify it exactly. something closer yeah. to it. Yeah. So what? How do you? How, how do you make those decisions? Like how do you decide between if you got fifteen hundred or two thousand beers? Like that's with a lot of heartbreaks. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> it's almost like I, I guess they would say they got minimums, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, minimums. Sometimes you have minimums you have to actually uh, get to before ordering from that uh, brewery. 
But um, like you can't get a four back from a brewery. Like you have to no, get a case. You have or to get right? a case. Yeah, twelve, twenty-four. Uh, it's uh, no, I, I don't know. I go, I go with what I hear throughout the week. It's really to you know work on the floor and listen to the customers. And actually, it's really listening to what what they really want. Right. And obviously, I know there's a part of a really like a geeks that are coming in here, so they want all the new releases. Obviously, we're part geeks as well as ourselves so we love having a new beers we love trying it out we love you know uh, being able to actually um, talk to the customers about it uh, other than that like you know I we try to do like a nice rotation stuff so let's say we order every week from that one brewery and they make like uh, four different beers then we're gonna get two one week two the other week and so that way throughout like on two weeks or if it's let's say a month so it's gonna be like one beer a month one one per week so throughout the month you get all that microbrewery in here we don't order a whole lot that and and we, we try to get the stuff like as fresh as possible so yeah, we don't stack up into like getting because after a few days you have the beer in house yeah. people are looking they, they have it stuff. but i want this one yeah. he, he has the beer that he's looking for for three weeks he has it but i want this one, one. so we have he has to order new beers every week to yeah. that's a uh, that's, yeah it's a fun job this is <laughs> oh i bet it is yeah, it's fun is, there's been a, uh, an interesting, I've read some articles about it from more of a brewery's perspective, and then it still comes on to you guys, where a lot of breweries are feeling a pressure to release a new beer damn near every week. Not so much in Canada, it's more of an American thing, but it does happen here yeah. as well. And some yeah. breweries are feeling that pressure, yes. and then sometimes they end up, uh, so. they end up uh, making beers, instead of like, say, perfecting a recipe, they'll make beers that. Um, you know, they'll, they'll just like, all right, let me just quickly change the hops on this one and just slap a label on yeah. it and throw it out. And maybe it's not even really that good or whatever, um, because there's that customer pressure where they come in, same thing. Like, yeah, I've got this beer, but where's this one? So like, do you see that, like how common is that sort of like, what's new, what's new, what's new? Is that sort it's, of- It's really common. I would say it's daily. Daily we right. have like somebody coming in, more than one person coming in, asking for something new. Right. So then they haven't done their research. They, just, they might not. Be but you see, at their eyes, the, the attitude—they are looking for something new. Yeah. They, yeah. they look the new color, the new kind, the new name, the new beer. What do you guys think of that uh, phenomenon in the industry? Is it positive? Is it negative? Is it helping it grow? Is it like stopping? Is it forcing breweries into a position where they shouldn't be? It's. I think there's a. There, it, there's two ways to look at it, and they're not. They're not wrong or good i feel like uh, it's always good to get new products it's always good to to know more about where the beer can go or what it can taste like because that's what we want we want to taste new beer we want to discover what, where it's going so it's cool to have like one new every every week it's a lot it's a lot on on, on uh, to, <laughs> it's a lot to take up yeah, but um i don't know uh i don't know it's it's good to have like those those basic beer, basic company that are going to get there. So I could like think about like tons, like either Zuzicet or Charlevoix. I've been making those great beers for a long time. And you get back to those and they're like, they're they're perfect. They're, the, the recipe's there. It's been perfect for all this time. And and you, you like going back to it. So whether there's like all those new beers, mm. it's good. And you just hope that the new customers that are going to go and to that crave into getting the new beers are actually going to um, 
respect also and going back to those roots. The yeah, the classics yeah. for where it goes because people are open-minded about trying new beers. So yes, there's a lot, but yes, there's all those great beers. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a bit it of a big thing. Or, yeah. So yeah, yes, you want to do a lot of. I don't know if it works like that, like a lot of money quickly, and you do like all those craving, like crazy beers, and and it's out for that month, and that's it. And you make that money off of it, that's good. But yeah. I think it's always good to have those classics actually help the, the brewery going on. And that's just me like thinking about that. But yeah, I, I think it's a that might be stressful good. as a as a as a brewery to always find new recipe, new images, yeah. new graphics, new new recipe. Yeah, it's it's a lot, and uh, they know that if they don't move, they don't they stay as it is with the same beers for a uh, time they won't be in the in the game so it's getting uh, yeah but that's why i'm trying to say there's 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 space for everyone in the grocery store they are maybe three four five years behind us i go to grocery stores some are accurate most of them they have their cla the classic kinds of classic breweries and they won't have a beer like that for another two years they won't have the classic only and i think it's perfect that way because people are new customers are, or people are going to discover microbrewery that way i think it's good and also there's if you produce your small batches and you keep your beers for your area if you're in northern quebec in gaspésie or uh, whatever you are you keep the production apart for your village your area the tourists are going to taste the your your beers and then you, you you your rare beers you have uh, small batches you just send them to experts to uh, grocery stores which are um, experts like like beer like maybe Bierologue, yes is one among them maybe. so you just maybe. send and if everyone i think there's an ecosystem to respect if you just throw your beer whatever grocery stores uh, dépanneurs or specialized stores at one point it's gonna the balloon is going to explode and I think we're getting to the point a few more breweries and we put a bit everywhere we're going to have a problem I think we, sh we should have a better ecosystem to just regional experts uh, grocery store dépanneur and but it's hard to they want to make money or they want to survive more and more but how it's so complicated because it's getting spread the more you spread the more you're going to have a no, that makes sense. You need oxygen. Yeah. You need oxygen. They don't. The less oxygen they have, the more it's gonna have a, a breweries are gonna they're gonna close or they wanna yeah. stop or they're gonna. It's getting uh, yeah. That's a really good point. I didn't think of it like that. That the grocery stores should have like the classics because most of the, even the ones near us in Myland, like some of our main grocery stores, don't have good beer at all for the most part. We barely got crafts. You know, like the Provigo near us just started getting some craft, but it was. Um, Oh, I think we had the cold one. Oh, we have a cold one. Oh, that one's fine. Whatever. No, that's yeah, fine. Go, you're go, right, you're right, go you're right. right. That one. I'm so stressed with this camera. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the same. So this next one, actually, this is something I've heard about for a long time. Like the color. Yeah, people keep saying it. So it's like a nice beer. So this is the um, Le Boc Ale Sands Alcohol IPA, right? Is that yes, the name? exactly. It's uh, a Découverte. Découverte is the name of the beer. And yes, it's their... Uh, no, no, I'll call is it 0.5 or is it zero? Point, it's less zero, than right? 0. 0.5. I don't think they actually wrote zero, 0.0. I think, see, it's less than 0. 0.5. That's, that's, that's all. You're right. Wow. 
think it smells like a tropical. It's um yeah. Like hey, actually something, managed something, like yeah. a great recipe on that. Cheers. Cheers, guys. I like that beer. Cheers. It's nice. Yeah. It's kind of like a cross between a. It's like a hoppy spritzer. Like some sort yep. of like. Like you said, because to get a body this like you got like that level of alcohol, you can't put a lot of uh, malt or wheat in there. Yeah. You got all the you get the hoppy side of it, you get the citrusy side of it. I like the body as well because you work with less at the end, yeah. and it's a nice color, nice great color. The smell is very good, and I think it's very accurate as well. Yeah. for a uh, 0.5 and less. Oh, Galaxy Citra Mosaic and Equinox. Which is great, dry and healthy. Um, how do they get this type of thing? It's kind of crazy. How do they even get the uh, like? You, how much mulch could you even use in something like this? To another brewery myself, uh, I know Mike Michael. Uh, he was working on that before releasing for a year or so. So he, he used to experiment, 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 and just before he released, maybe few six months before he he was going to do the first non-alcoholic uh, beer in Quebec. He right. told me, should I? I said, Michael, you're going to be a billionaire if you go. I said, Michael, go, go, go. Because people come to the boutique. He knew we were talking with people and people were asking, do you have a low alcohol uh, beer? Do you have a non-alcoholic beer? Do you have, you know, they were looking for that more and more. And I said, Michael, go. Go, Michael, you're going to be millionaire very quick. I think he's close to be millionaire because he's, they, they released their beer yeah. in Ontario now. Nice. And more more than Ontario, yeah. but in Ontario, different image in Ontario. Yeah, the branding yeah. is a bit different. Branding is different. Okay. Yeah. And I like both. And uh, he has a Berliner Weiss. Yeah, Berliner Weiss. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And they're, uh, IPA. Yeah. yeah. They're very really smart. And he also like created even syrups to put into the Berliner Weiss. Right, so, so yeah, jeez, it's genius actually. Yeah. So like, what's what kind of individuals would be asking for a um, try that? What kind of people would be asking for a uh, non-alcoholic for non-alcoholic beer? Like, who would be what? Because that's not something personally I've ever. Is this January or February, which is the month? February. Without, uh, February. Oh, February. Oh, oh yeah, right, right, right. It's been like two years. They associated themselves right. with the Jean, Jean Lapointe Foundation to do that. that that monthly non the dry month, yeah. yeah. So people drink this during the dry month to get their yeah. hop uh, fix. So yes, yes, I went with, with this, but also went oh, with you did the, it? Uh, I, I did it the first year, uh, not this year. Uh, it was it was cool, it's cool to do. It's cool to do. I, I didn't do the whole month though. Right. Like two weeks. That's enough. After it's like the shake, no. <laughs> um, no, but I did two weeks and it was, it's really cool to do. It's it's cool in the system uh, and uh, the the mindset that we get, we, we get to taste so much, so many beers and to actually not drink any. Yeah, you actually reset yourself until like whenever I drink a beer, I actually drink the beer. I don't just drink to just like finish the glass and yeah. So it's, it's fun. So yeah, I, I chose that because there's more and more customers inclined into asking, yes, I said like low ABV, but also people asking for, for non-alcoholic, uh, they, or they want to make like a drink at home and they want to use that. Like right. There's a lot of people like that- cocktails or something. Yeah, it's great for that. And when you drive as well, yeah, you can you have one beer, second beer, you can, you can order this, so you can drink that. So I think it's a good idea as well as- Yeah, yeah. and like it tastes yeah. good. This is really cool. Cause I, I think it is. Probably skeptical. 
practice because yeah. it's really hard to make a good non-alcoholic. You're right. Beer, right. Same thing for wine. And people say it's not real wine, it's not real beer because they, you know it takes something from it. It's not adding. Usually in beer we had we had recipes, spices like a, spices or fruits and whatever. Now for the first time we take something out. We take you know. So it's different way. Of, but to me it's it's very interesting. It's uh, and we need that in 2019. We need that that option. I think it's cool. It's that very popular. Asking for it. Very popular. Yeah, You're ordering boxes. Uh, I don't know a lot every week. Cases every week. Yeah. yeah. Really. Cases of it every week. Interesting. And we have four now in Quebec. I think four, like non-alcoholic. four different non-alcoholic beers right now. From different in Quebec. One from Gutenberg and yeah. three from. Gutenberg has been. Yeah, yeah. So we have four. Oh, well, yeah, they do have that. I tried that one. That was good. The Gutenberg. It's really good too. Yeah, the cereal comes out with nice. Gives yeah, a nice taste right. to the. Gutenberg exceptional yeah. anyway. What they do. Um, so that's and then the three from Buckhouse. Yeah, yeah for, full, for so now, regular, uh, yeah. like high quality, actually good tasting, yeah. non-alcoholic. Myself, yeah. I like them all. Right. Uh, I think they're pretty good. But again, we it's a different way of seeing a beer. It's still beer for me. Um, I get it. And people, people more and more take it as an option. Right. I was always, I was always wondering because we always joke about it, like. Including when you're drinking something like beer, there's the carbs essentially that are in it. So if you're trying to like you know chill on weight or whatever, which as if you're a beer person, you probably I drink some... that a lot myself. Once, so, twice per month, I drink yeah. that beer. Just because every night I drink a glass of wine, glass of beer, and sometimes I need okay, like a day off, I'm gonna drink that, right. and I have fun. Interesting. That's the most important thing okay. to have fun with beer. Because it seemed like this is just like a glass of carbs without alcohol, the fun part. That, that was our perception of it, which could be very wrong. Because maybe there's less carbs in there. I just don't know how they get the body and stuff. I'm very curious. Yeah, I don't know. We'd, we'd have to get the... I'm here to be sold on okay, it. The, very, yeah. like, really enjoy it. I feel like this is like a... It's like a cool soda, like a hoppy soda. It's like... Just the hops still, really nice. it still tastes like beer, yeah. but it's just such a... It's interesting. Um, on that, smell, yeah. this dude on... Um, this uh, Ontario beer writer was mentioned it last year about the... Um, that you take the month off drinking. It was aimed at beer professionals. Instead of taking the month off, take two days per week off. Yeah, I heard about that. Because that adds, adds up to like 104, 100, whatever it is, days a year as opposed to 30. Yeah. So that was an interesting concept as well. So you try and take two a week. I'm trying to do like three or four at least. Well, there's a lot of that, uh, things like that. Either it's also like don't drink the first couple of days of the week, like you know Monday, the, Monday for Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I've been doing that as well. It's so tough to achieve. Oh, I think it's really hard. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So actually, that's a good that's a good question. Because like someone working in a brewery has to uh, sample the beers every day, and then maybe afterwards, you know, it's physical, manual labor, and you're gonna want to quench it first. If you're in a bar, it's getting know, a reflex, like a. We breathe, we drink. Right. It's almost that. So it's the same thing here, right? Is it more like when, when a new beer comes in, that you would have ordered them without trying them, right? Is yes. That right? Yes. So when they come in. Most of the time. Most of the time we don't try them before. But you know them. the brewery, you know they're going to exactly. be quality. So then you guys, all right, stuff, brass open a four pack, whatever, and everybody tries it. So that would almost be every day. Yeah, the little yeah. nights that we do like together, we. we we try a couple of beers, like even just like I have an evening at my place, I call the guys over and we, we try a couple of beers that we have. Like that way we can try it out or, you know, it's a, it's our way of trying the new beers. If not, there's... I remember uh, seven years ago, they used to, the brewery, they used to come here and, hey, David, 
try that. They didn't do that no more? A bit. But it's the beers are available at more place like more depana, more grocery stores. So they cannot do that to everyone in 2019. So we used to have and at that time I used to have one or two new beers per week. Now we have average of I would say 20 beers per week. If there's a new brewery, there's three, four, five new beers for one new brewery. And then we have all the others that release, release, and release. So every week we have like 20-ish new beers. So they cannot drop 20, you know, we cannot drink that. Not every place, you know, yeah, it's going to be. Do you think of it like that? Everything has to change. Right. Because isn't that like a licensees they have to do that? Like, I thought that was a thing they did at bars. Like, if they're trying to sell a cake to a bar, they have to go in, they'll maybe bring a growler of it and pour them in, and they'll leave a can for them to try to lay down. I don't know. But I guess, I guess. with the volume of depths, as well, it's pretty no possible. Interesting. Yeah. Point being, you guys drink a lot. That was what I was trying to say. Yeah. Like, for the job, you have. <laughs> yes. You have to. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Drink a lot. Yes. We do drink a lot. So it is kind of something too about um, balance as well to try and balance that out. So something like yeah. this does play into that. Um, but you know, though, that's that is good. Three fifty-five instead the of the size of the cans. The size yeah. are so you can choose between this or that. Yeah. So you can. It's good because we have big, average size like a paint. Yep. Pins and this, so it's good now to have that choice. It didn't exist a few years ago. Even the cans, two years ago, it was 90% bottles. Now it's getting we have more cans and bottles. I would say, I don't have stats, I would say probably 60 40. I don't know, I don't know. But one year ago, it was like one third. Now it's switching quickly. It's gone quick in Quebec. Oh, yeah, very quick. I like that. What do you guys think, being that you have to deal with them? With cans? With cans versus bottles, like what's your preference? I like cans. Uh, you can stack them up nicely. Yeah. And they look quite yeah. nice. Yeah. I, I less, know. There's, less there's a lot of things, but I, I like yeah. that. I like the, so yeah, I like all the, the what like the merchandising right yes, in the corner there. Yeah. Cool, everything stacked up. If you went there and you were like, oh, that's nice. That That's what I think. I think, yeah, it's nice. The cans are looking nicely for the customers. And I think it's eye-catching. Yeah. Uh, everything's about the branding as well, so. Yeah. And when you go to a park or walking, hiking, this is so light. Yeah, it's a bottle as well, and in the truck is lighter as well. Yeah, it's it's also easier for them to put more in the truck than bottles because you have a space you don't you don't lose. It's one over one over one. And as well, they drop their cans. Bye bye. With bottles, they come here. They have to take. Take the empty bottles back. Yeah, or, so yeah. for them as well, just to give us and bring the yeah. merchandise, it's easier as well. So less pollution, less it's heavy, less heavy for the the roads as well. If the trucks are lighter, there's many, 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 many yeah, benefits, reasons why yeah. it's benefits. So it looks like uh, you're right though. It has like I've seen it when I first moved here. It was like everything with the bottles, and I'd seen Ontario where everything was already cans. I was like, why is everything bottles here? And it's been like really rapid when but it caught the on. European, there. I would say the touch à la fût are making great bottles, and with the, yes. the cork, yeah, cork it's and very yeah. stylish as well. So that's the yeah, type of beer. Nice. If that's I true. have a barley wine or something barrel aged like it's good yeah like, it's good to have yeah. bottles i think yeah i agree and to agree. keep them as well for years and if i want to something fresh that you can keep it only for one two or three months a Belner Weiss or a ipa or a pilsner cans are accurate yeah to me. i agree i think that's definitely yeah you don't want to drink a barley wine out of a can it's in the u.s it's, get, it's getting more and we, 
We're gonna follow the US. If it works, we're gonna have that in three years. Oh, I cans think. for everything. Cans with age, barrel age, uh, you know. Um, like stouts and stuff. Stouts and. They're trying that right now. So some of them are already. Like 1050 yeah. from the that. Blues is one of the first ones I ever saw in a can, and they have those like crazy big ones too. Mm. I always thought that was strange. I was like, no, they even had. I think it was these guys, or they had a smaller can or something. They had like 355 or 331 or whatever, the 12 ounce. Cans, and I think, and then they started making the larger ones. But that was the first time I'd ever seen it. That was kind of there was once well. You're right, uh, yeah. one brewery that made that in Quebec so far. But yeah, not too much. But There's we have rollers. Shelton made ones with barrel age uh, during Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a can barrel yeah. age. Do you do you ever get um, crowlers much in here? Crowlers? Yeah, like the breweries like sell you crowlers. I know so we have like, a few do. Like Spansheim, Willingset, we have those. Uh, those like, are crowlers. Oh, crowlers. 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 Like, uh, crowlers you know, there was only Buck Canada. Buck Canada had, had it. Yeah. And um, Cibois I've seen around. Cibois, they, probably in general, maybe. Cibois it's only a, a, like, sort of like one shop. They, they don't sell. No, uh, no. They don't sell okay, crowlers. Um, yeah. I mean, I saw it in crowlers in Sherbrooke. It was one of the few ones that I've seen in Crowley's before. Yeah, it's their, their, their own <laughs> shop. I think it's, uh, I don't know how... It oh, their own. Yeah, it's their own. Gosh, you gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So it's not very common, I guess, anyway. No. A few growlers and yeah. like occasional growlers. Right. So it's mostly just these type of cans. Yes. Okay. Amazing. I like seeing that. Uh, what time are we at here? Because it might be lightning round time. Yep, it is time. So we have a lightning round. Hmm. Which is really bad. Do you want know before we start? We should crack the nano idea. Do you want to try the colorful yeah. beer? Do the color of the cold. Either or. Yeah. I'm down for both. You get in there. I'll get the uh, lightning round ready to go. Charles was uh, the uh, nano? Yeah, we'll do the nano. nano. And we can uh, bust out the. Uh... So, yeah, tell us about the nano while. Well, um... well, it was also to go like after this one here, which is the, you know. Yeah, really low ABV. Yep. Nano was uh, also like a, a schlag that actually made like this two percent. Uh, great, great beer. People are actually going a lot like they were four packs or really, eight yeah. packs. Yeah. Okay. So and I guess it's like what is it? Nano meaning pretty small, but two or something, two or three, two. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. We'll say the Hobbs Cascade Nugget Centennial. So this is relatively new, I would say. Thank you, sir. It's been out for more or less no? a year. It's a year. Okay. Top, yeah. Okay. So I think the first version that came out of the this two percent was. I liked uh, it from the start because like I like the idea. All right. Yeah, Two is still even so for like a session. It's pretty, pretty yeah, much. Uh, and here, if you, you have pour some. Hey, cheers. Yeah. Yep. Cheers, brother. Right. There you go. Cheers. 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 Hmm. All right. So I still got. I'll oh, see the photo. We have to do the photo for this one. Oh, you want to hold the can too? No, yeah. sure. Sorry, guys. Here we go. Legend. Thank yeah. you so much. We are natural. Yes. Right, you guys we are made into it. Yeah. So, um, I've been working on that for like a couple of days. So. <laughs> so this is this is like super hazy, which I didn't expect. It is, huh? Mm. So it's like 
similar, like slightly raised body than the no alcohol. Yeah. Like, it, like it's, it's actually really cool to do these side by side. That's really cool. Like I thought it was going to be a good idea and I'm really happy. It's yeah. a great idea. Because actually seeing the, the growth, I feel like you go like a 4%, you'll see a different yeah. again then you go like a, um, yeah, the hops are nicely balanced. Like yeah. the body's really good. Yeah. The, the malt feel is very good. Yeah. Mm. good. I like super it. smooth. It's like got a crisp, um, like a the sharp carbonation, which I quite like. Um, like tropical hops. I'm just taking the notes. I will view these later, so I apologize for having that. The phone. Um, a little bit bitter too, so it's not like a complete um, viewing that I thought it might have been on that kind of style. You feel the up, but it's well balanced. Yeah, you have like the best of both worlds. Yeah, it's like a little piney. I like that. All right, so basically we're gonna do a uh, lightning round. I'm gonna find the questions here. So they're supposed to be quick questions. We joke call it a molasses round because it never is fast. Uh, the first one is, what is your guilty pleasure beer? A beer you would be embarrassed to admit to a beer note that you enjoy. I have one in mind, but uh, La Bat 50. Yeah, that's the best one. That's the most popular. Everyone will say, oh, if I'm, I'm somewhere, there's no microbrewery, there's not much. I will choose a Labat 50 and have fun. Yeah. I had a, a wedding last year and they had Labat 50 and I was very happy. So maybe the branding, it reminds me of my collection as when I was young. My grandfather used to drink that. I still have the bottle of my grandfather at home. And I like that beer. And most of Labat, they can do good beers. They have the, they have the competence, they have the machines, they have everything they need to make good beers. And I like that beer. Yeah, with you. Quick question I meant to ask before, on that note before I get to your one. Do you guys stock any macro beers? Or is that like a thing that you don't do? People come in here and go, hey, can I, where's your bud? How do you handle that? You're like, whoa, have you tried this avant-garde pilsner? Is that, <laughs> we, what's your... We go with the local stuff. So local, yeah. there's no, you know. Yeah, I think local is the, the best answer you can get. It's okay. like, that's, what, that's our aim. Does that work? Yeah, it does. Yeah, people are actually, okay, well, some people are like, probably, okay, well, that's what I want, so I'll get somewhere okay, else. Yeah. But uh, if not, they're really like, okay, well, show me what's local, yeah. what's good, what's And when they say, good, I'm used to that. drink that, can you just show me something that will taste the same? I say, yes, yeah. you have light beers, easy, easy drinking beer. It's, it will be microbreweries instead of being big breweries. Right. But we direct them to that. Fantastic. I love it. Perfect. That works. What's your guilty pleasure beer, sir? Guilty pleasure. Do you beer? have I, one? I don't have one. Oh. I actually drink whatever I want to drink, which is but really good. But you like mixing beers. You I like love blending doing, beers. Yeah, that, that's that was my a guilty taboo pleasure two years ago, beers. and now it's. Yeah, yeah. I've seen you post that before. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite mix then? Uh, favorite mix would be the the now it's like a classic, but a pêche um, pêche martel with some sauces de thé in it. Well, the raspberries like, like a, a raspberry. So raspberry, uh, sort of like a, it's, it gives you a little cake. Uh, I think that's why like it got just to a lot of people, and that's probably why they made that. Do you that do raspberry one third at one point? Two third, one third, or depends on how you feel. Sometimes uh, you know, 50-50. You it's very complex. Depends yeah. how you feel. So that's why I have like a guilty. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. I love mixing. I love that's a really good answer, actually. So that's why I was easy yeah, to tell you, like whenever you. Pour like a drink like that. You can add some something in it. Like that, you right. use it into mixology as well. And I like I, I like that. But there's taboo with that mixing beers or mixing wines or stuff. But panaches exist for decades that we mix right. ingredients with good ingredients with good ingredients. Can make a good 
you know, something good yeah. together. So Panache oh. exists with beer with other stuff. And beer, beer, uh, he's good at it. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like That's that. a good one. I funnily enough, I saw someone post uh, like the other day on Instagram and they mixed a milkshake IPA with a Guinness. So the Guinness yeah. on top and it's sat. So it looks like, you know, like the black and tan yeah. type of thing on top of the milkshake. I thought it was interesting. Let's try that. Yeah, let's try it. I, I've never done that. So it, it would be a nice I think nice instead thing of the Guinness, like some sort like of. Like that. We have to have fun style. first. And if it's good, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Love that. Um, opposite then, what is a beer you would decline under any circumstances? So you go to a barbecue and you don't have any beer and someone offers you something and you're like, where's the water? You know, I'm very positive. I say never say negative things. Let the people talk about negative things, but don't go there. I've been to a show a few years ago and there was a big, there was. A, it's a major beer. Everyone knows that kind. I had two of those. And after the show I was, I was, I was sick. And I can eat, I can eat junk sometimes and I'm okay. Yeah. But that beer, that beer, never again. Okay. I won't name it. No, what does it start with? Uh, I'll tell you after, <laughs> but it, it can happen. But um, maybe some beers I cannot, and I won't go there anymore. I, I know what's you the know ingredients. What's, yeah, I know yeah. it's cheap. And uh, no, my body cannot take it. That's completely A fine. Joe Louis and May West is good. My body can take it, but yeah. not that t- not, not that kind. You have to, to blend them. So yeah, maybe blend it. That's maybe. Yeah, yeah, get bottled it. <laughs> yeah, fix it up. Uh, what would um, you not drink? So? I don't know. I'll go with the, the easy answer saying macro. I I, I I love craft beer, so that would probably be it. Like I, I there's so many craft beer to actually taste. So if I'm to end up drinking one beer, I want it to be either a new craft beer or one I already know and, and like because I won't get to drink it as much often as I would like to because there's so many, so many to drink. So that that would be like I know it's a an easy answer but that that would be it okay yeah. i like that um what was your gateway beer like what beer got you guys into beer was there something that you drank for the first time like you know like this is like, i remember got you off off macro at the beginning yeah Unibrou. yeah uh, cheval blanc Unibrou was the first one so la blanche i don't know if it's called that way. cheval blanc is a blanche yeah uh donc cheval blanc remember blanche de chambly and uh, maudite fin du monde were those, I think those four beers were, wow, we have something else than, yeah. yeah, so Unibrou and uh, Cheval Blanc were highlights to me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Unibrou, I get in there I me, it's the quelque chose that actually Unibrou did that I love. Quelque chose. You, you, you got to eat it Yeah, you could put it in microwave or, uh, or Bain Marie there yeah. and uh, you just heat up the bottle. Were there two versions, one with cherry, one with no cherry? There or? was always like the blend with like cherry. It's like a big story that anybody would probably get to tell you Oops. because I don't have the whole story yeah. or all details. Yeah. But yeah, Kelka Shows was the beer that uh, like, was the cherry beer that I liked. Okay. And afterwards, afterwards, I'd say I always go back to the Bishop of them because it's it's the one thing here I get. Like whenever customers are going like, okay, I really want to try a new beer. What would be the, the yeah. beer you would bring to like a uh, desert today. island? I was like, well, oh, that would be the Bishop Martel. Like, why? Because that's the one that actually... That's a good question. But that actually was one of the questions as well. Really? Oh, um, there you go. Two for one, my friend. Two for one. Do you have Desert Island beer then? Especially is an interesting one, drinking a 9.5% stout in 30 degree heat. Yeah. But I respect it. He can take it. Can it's kind it. of like a meal in a bottle, I guess. It is. A porter <laughs> or a stout. And, and the caffeine. So what would you would you have a beer that's... Uh, that's like a scientific 
la question qui tue, bam, that's bam, a hard bam. one. Um, I've always thought, years ago, saison, a saison. Mm-hmm. I love the, the, that type of beer. Then, uh, I love Pilsners right now. I've been to Prague last year. Nice. And uh, I love IPAs as well. So, your mm-hmm. question is tricky. It's a tough one, Because eh? uh, I would probably, I would say, I depends which island. If it's a, it's a tropical <laughs> Some island. Some people have done that before. Like, is it like Iceland or is it like... I'll, I'll maybe, I don't know, I'm going to say probably a, a Czech Pils. Okay, any specific one or just in general? Doesn't in general, they are very good. And when I, when I was there, I discovered the, the uh, I don't know what they call that, the Red Pilsners or Red Pils. I don't remember oh. the right name, but I was very surprised to discover a kind of, of a Red Pils that they have in uh, Czech Republic and they were very good. Okay. That was my discovery of uh, that country, uh, speaking about beers. Interesting. Yeah, you have Red to go Pils, there. It's a man of I saw, uh, do you guys know Guillaume? Um, he works Guillaume in Hondo? Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's there now. He just went to like. Right now? He just went to. He just went to. Did he just get back? Yeah, yeah okay. I think he did. Just oh, got maybe back, he was yeah. there like a couple of, like last yeah, yeah. week, literally. So yeah. I've been watching his photos. He wow. went to like all the breweries in Germany and um, and Czech Republic. And I've just been fascinated with that sort of stuff now. Yeah. Whereas before, I'd be like, I don't care about that. I just want to go to like drink the haze in America or something. But, now I'm but like, they are getting into interested. that. Now, yeah. I've been last year and it's a mix of traditional Czech and they have the new world as well as well as coming. Very oh, strong. Yeah. yeah, they have both. Really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. How was it? Like it will, it will go uh, pretty soon. Going in and August. And you will yeah. taste nice. probably so traditional. You'll see more pictures in August. I can't wait, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so like they were doing like like hey, like New England and different type of... Like, uh, they weren't up there, but they were into IPAs. Ten years ago, I'm sure, you could not find... No. Uh, same thing in London is a big big thing, yeah, but, but in Czech Republic, yeah. they are there right now trying new, new things. Yeah, cool. It was very cool. Yeah, it was some yeah. good stuff. But, you know, it's... Was it a good high PA, the caliber of? But it was interesting. They are they are open. They open they open the windows right now. Everything is possible. I like that. That's kind of exciting. It reminds me of Australia. Like they're sort of getting. You know, I've been back a few times recently, and they're seeing that over say three trips, the growth in the oh, yeah, is like cool. crazy. It's kind of fun to see like a scene that's sort of been behind and then come back a year later and be like, yo, like everyone's killing it. That's fun. I like that. People are traveling now. I think that's what it is. Everyone and is traveling. Internet, and in Prague, world. you cannot walk without seeing a, a crowd. Yeah. So you have to go outside the, so the patio, crush something. Yeah, that's Let's another problem, but we talk about beers. Right. <laughs> um, what is your favorite and least favorite beer styles? Okay, now when I say uh, both of those, it's kind of say if you walk into here, which section of the fridge would you go to first? And then the least is kind of the ones that you would never drink or the ones that you'd be least inclined to drink. It's easy, I mean, it's yeah. Stouts Stout. would be the, go, yeah. the go-to. Yeah. And there, it's also one of the reasons I'm going to the Prague and uh, Germany in August is because lagers wouldn't be my first choice. Nice. So that's Great. why I'm going, like, I'm, I'm saying, like, yeah, I like that. But I want to know more about it. I want to. Yeah. I want to. I want the taste to grow on me. So I'm like, you know what? I'll go there. Okay, I'll try it. it and that's that's what I did the first time around. Whenever it was like IPAs, people were talking about IPAs. I was like, okay, well, I never had it before. So I grabbed like a six pack of IPAs. I went home. I was like, I got to try it. Right. If by the end of that, like I can't dig it, then it's not gonna be my not thing. For you. What about least favorite? 
Yeah, that was Lee's favorite. The, oh, that the was Lee's favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. But yeah. it, you're getting yeah. into that now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you, you, cool. you, you, yeah, you grow into the things you don't like. You, you, you got to try them. They're, yeah. they're, 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 there's, there's but like the a cycle is a big beer. range as well. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Because me, I don't. Dunkel, Dunkel. Yeah. I won't go there. No. The banana and it's not, and stuff. not easy, not easy for me. Question of taste, but I would go definitely to IPAs because there's there's so many possibilities. But when I go to a beer store, I'm gonna ask. When I go in the US, I'm asking what's very, I would say, uh, cool, but it's very not cool. What are the kings drinking? Not no. much. I would say I, because I have a beer store myself, I can drink all the beers I want, but I have I want to have an experience. So something very well balanced, where the details, the, the, the bubbles, every, the foam, to me everything is important. So I want to ask what's, you know, what's very accurate. Right. That's my thing. But I will go first to IPAs, right. even if I love the Pilsner's and Saison. I might go out with a, a good Saison, good bottle of Saison, or good, a good Pilsner, but first I go straight to IPAs. Okay. And the least? favorite? I don't care. Oh, was it Dunkel? Okay. okay. Those German, I like German beers, like I would say Kölsch, I love the Kölsch, for example, I love, yep. but probably the, the yeast and uh, the Dunkel, for example, are not like my type. I feel you. I, feel I used you. to love them back in the day. I wonder if I like them now. I love Schwarz beer. Schwarz beers are amazing. Yeah. Black lagers, I think, uh, actually, that's one of the questions. No, it's not even on here. I'm going to ask it. What's your, what's the most underrated style? Like, what style doesn't get its props? I think black lagers don't get the props. Yes, that's true. They're amazing. When they're good, uh, they're good. Very I'd true. say it's very, very true. Black IPAs would be the ones that's that are. That's the other one. Yeah. Yes. I had yeah. to have some amazing ones recently. When it's when it's well balanced, it's just great. Yeah. Like I think like more people should try them. Some people are scared. Good. Like uh, breweries don't make them often. They they do, but they don't. I think they don't sell a lot, or it depends again on the neighborhood. But, uh, okay. yeah, 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 I would say they don't sell a lot, but they're they're there to be discovered. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's a good one. I think there's there's a direction I would like like a good wine. Yep. You can have a good beer on the table, and I don't drink beer alone. I don't. I drink beer with food always. Okay. So I would say saison farmhouse or bière de table. Those. Beautiful bottles on the table, the the foam, uh, the color, the, the smell. I love saison. So I know people knows the saison, but is there a lot of people that knows that a saison on the table would would go with everything? Pairings yeah. and the experience of a saison in a beautiful glass like that. A saison would be the underrated to me in North America. Probably we know it's good, yeah. but. I would love to have the more possibilities to have buy a good saison. So okay. I would say saison. That's a good yeah. one. Um, what is your favorite beer, city, destination, or country? Where, where's the best place for beer? Huh. It's a tough one. So Haven't far, been everywhere. So far, I've been, been last year to Czech Republic, but it's another country, another yeah. continent. Everything is new. Yeah. So for sure, when you're traveling, people are tasting beer in the on the beach and they come here they want to have the same beer they were on the beach right. and they taste the same whatever you travel you taste the same beer here not the same feeling not the no. same taste it, no. it's the same beer but when you travel everything is better you know so I would say we're very lucky in here 
but it's changing so quick. Recently, uh, Portland, Maine. Yeah. Five years ago, no, I really? was there, and uh, last year, Portland, Maine, very good. Not five years ago, so right. it's, it's. I would, I would, I would want to go to Portland, yeah. Oregon. Oh yeah, but I would say Portland, Maine, right now for uh, it's very close from here. Yeah, five, five hours. hours. Yeah. Yeah. Boston was good last year as well, but small city. Uh, eat uh, seafood in Portland, Maine. Go to Portland, Maine. I've heard. Okay, love it. Good one. Yeah. I can only talk about places I went to, and I, I think I'd go back any time to Brooklyn. Yeah, for some yeah, great for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're Brooklyn right. Would be like a great place to. I feel like it's an unexpected somewhere. place to yeah. be so good with beer. Like there's so many Brooklyn breweries. Yeah, well, yeah, Williamsburg, beside and yeah, everything. Like people want yeah. to experiment things. Yeah. Okay, that's a good answer. I like that. Um, but San Diego apparently is good, and yes. I want yeah, Pia, yeah, Pia to go there. Uh, we went about a year ago. It's beautiful. It's the best. It's one yeah. of the best Wait. places I've ever been. And the deal is exceptional. You know this guy, I think? Uh, Which guy? The other David that you know in your life. Oh! oh shit. Hey. 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 <laughs> um, sorry about that. No, I love, <laughs> I love those questions. He's walking around the camera. That's fine. Like, right? <laughs> uh, these are okay. What's your favorite hop? Do you guys have a favorite hop? Favorite hop? I wouldn't say I have one favorite. Like I, there's so many because I, you know, I sometimes I don't even know if I like the hop because it's the bitterness that comes out of it or the the, right. the, the, the aromatics that comes out of it. But the names that are dropping more often, like yeah, Citra or. Other hops like that. And I, I don't know them all, so I can't put my fingers on okay. it. Noble so But I love that that question. Like people should be yeah, able to actually know whatever they yeah. be familiar. So you guys don't really have a specific one that's sort of favorite. Noble ones. Not noble ones. Yeah. Noble ones. So Saz. Yeah, but we we kind of forget a bit about the the British the the, yeah. the English ones right yeah. now. But yes, they're good. But Saz. Yeah, but the new the new world one, the, the ones we have now are so spectacular. Yeah, the nose, the taste, mm -hmm. so they're pretty crazy. They are okay. Um, what do you what do your families think of your job? What you guys do in beer? Like the people that they appreciate? Wow. I think it's strange. Are they concerned for your well being? Alcoholism. Myself, I think they're happy for me. I think yeah. I think they actually know that I always had a passion for beer. So now to actually be able to talk to people about it and uh, to you know make other people discover what, what I like in the beers or to be able to actually get what that customer wants, I feel like uh, they're, they're happy about it because they, yeah. Okay. I get people happy, so yeah. damn right you do. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Wow. And a father very proud <clears throat> of his son. So anywhere he goes, anywhere. I'm the father of the Bierolog. But he goes to places where people don't know about the Bierolog. Right. But he's so proud. I'm the father, it's cute, of the Bierolog. And people listen to him and say, oh, what's the Bierolog? It's a store in Montreal, it sells beer. And so my father is very, very proud. So it's very nice, very nice. Did either of your families become beer drinkers because of your you showing them beer, or were they kind of all into it at all, or they just... Yeah. Or they were already alcoholics before. Already alcoholics? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 myself, I don't think they, they, 
if they drink, I don't think it's because I work in a beer store. Right. I think if they they already did it before, so I don't. Right. Think, uh, I have no influence on them. None. Okay. None. Yeah. None whatsoever. I'm here. I don't know if me. No, my father used to drink uh, only porters from time to time because he said it's like a meal. That's true. So years ago, what a meal it is. And now he's not drinking much. No, really not. But uh, no, he's not the type of people to try things. Every time I I bring bring stuff at home at his place, he don't like it. No, he don't like. It. He's not there. But he's proud. But he's not into beers. No, that's fair. It's a very uh, it's a specific thing. Something you gotta do. Uh, the last one was, what's your favorite adjunct in beer? So what, what's your sort of favorite like thing that people add to beers? The blends I'm making. No, I am. Um, <laughs> oh, add on in beers. Um, yeah, it could be. I like that. He has to answer first. The answer first. Wow. Uh, it's supposed to be like a the quick, answer's lactose. quick answer. Yeah. Lactose. I know your, your answer was lactose. Yeah, mine might be like, yeah. but uh, the, the answer is lactose. Okay, lactose. There you go. Thank you, lactose. Oh, that's a, that's <laughs> a trap. Lactose. Trap. Trap. Oh, that's a trap. I'm not ready for this one. <laughs> I'm, tra- I'm thinking. Um, I'm sure I have to wear, wear the shirt lactose. Yeah, right. Then the uh, Canada one. Yeah. I feel like I feel like they should like I need to get that shirt. There's so many ingredients. Uh, Lately, I'd say. Peanuts would be uh, awesome. Like if you uh, you had that peanut so buster far, yeah, from uh, Brewski, yeah, yeah, right, that one was yeah. really good. They kill it. Yeah, love yeah. it. That one's awesome. Tap room's amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one, but uh, I don't have an answer for this. No, you said lactose. No, that's a, you said lactose. Actually, are you guys? Okay, we're all the same. <laughs> we're we're <laughs> brothers. We're the same. This is milk sugar. Are you guys team lactose or no? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Yeah. Are you lactose? Not yeah. much, not much. No? That's okay. Most people aren't, to be honest. I like, I like the vanilla, I like the uh, little me too. sugar that comes I like out that, of it. I like, but I like the lactose. I like the mouthfeel or what it brings, usually not. Not much. Yeah, it's a good IPA with too much of this. And other half. I'm very traditional, uh, I think. And I'm open to the new world, I'm <laughs> open to all that. Right. But I've rarely enjoyed much. Uh, sometimes I I think most of the time it's too much for my my taste my, my, my taste I'm sorry I yeah. definitely understand it's uh, a bit of an uh, of taste quiet. yeah totally it's you know Noah Forrest from Beerism always described it as uh, stale icing sugar that's what he reckons it tastes like okay. so um, I think that's the kind of vibe that people who don't like it yeah. kind of get and like that sort of over sweetness like we just tried again which I guess we're about to crack this one the um yeah. Uh, our collab with Les Pass Public and Dreamsicle, this version of it is way ramped up. Like, we're about to can it, but the one in the pub now is great because everything's extra. Everything's ramped up. They put too much everything in there. So it just tastes literally like the orange julep, like a, a creamsicle type of thing. That's awesome. That's awesome. But, like, because it's all ramped up, if it's more subtle, I guess the lactose has to come down. Because I think the last version we did, I told them, I was like, yeah, more lactose. Didn't work. Even for me, like as much crap I talk about it, uh, you gotta like have a balance or it's. I always say, or often say, I like the touch. The touch the is touch good. Of it. The yeah. touch of it, a bit. Once again, balance, like you said. I like balance. You have to try it overboard to know that it was balance. You have to try. That's it. true, actually. You have to try. You gotta hear the crazy stuff. There to, you go. To get the balance. Yeah. Um. So that's a lightning round. So maybe we'll just crack this last beer and we'll wrap her up. Is this the one or is that the cold one? This one feels pretty cold, actually. Try this one. 
Yeah, the one you want, or open them both, whatever. So tell us why you chose this one, the uh, Vieta Balcon, which is a uh, raspberry sour, 3% from uh, Les Bas. Because of Les Bas, because of Simon, because because it's, you know, he's a neighbor, he's, uh, it's, it's our place, yeah, Les Bas Public. I, I cannot go on tape without a Les Bas uh, beer, that, that, that's why, it's, it's that's great. That's the place I've seen you the most. Yeah. That's yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, I think it's probably where we met. And every time I see you, like before yeah. we sort of, you're like, I know you guys. I was there. Context. I was there once or twice. <laughs> once, <laughs> or twice. <laughs> once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, one oh, thing. Wow. Speaking of this, oh, look at that. Have you tried this latest version? Uh, from what I get, it's, they mm. added more raspberries to the. Oh yeah. Yeah. The lot, recipe. Right? Yeah. Okay. No, I guess I haven't. Like, I've is it twenty five percent within? They said around about twenty five percent more raspberries. Twenty five percent more. Nice collar. I don't know if it was just one batch or if it's all the time, but uh, anyways. Cheers, man. Nice. Cheers. 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 It's fantastic. I kind of feel like that is boosted up a bit, eh? That's great. Super crushable. Wow. You can drink that easily. Anyone can like that. 100%. Yeah. Wow. All year round as well. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. also new. Goes and Daniel Weiss and goes all year round. It's something that we have now for one year. Two years ago, we had like one goes in Quebec. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was only in summer as well. So it's almost good. And year then oh, now we have many Daniel Weiss, many goes. Yeah. And for the first year now, we have it round, year round. So it's changing. And this is a good one. I yeah, like it. Fantastic. It's really good. Wow. Yeah, they do it. Like all the, the, the whole beer series, the beer, the whatever. It's very cool. And it's like, like you said, the perfect format. You go to the beach, you go to the park, whatever. You can have a bunch of them. Mm. Like I think that like Simon made it because it's like a brewer's beer. Because yeah. I've seen him just crushing them back like it's Coke. It's hilarious. The, the overview is actually a schlag from, from what I got. From, uh, yes, it, uh, it is the exact map, so, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So you know they rep they rep the hood pretty heavy. So I had to I had to choose it. You had to. That's the best yeah. way to do it. It's our but, friends. Yeah, our friends. Right. Great people. Great vibe there. Um, the last thing I really want to mention that I noticed that you guys are very involved in the beer festivals. Like last time I saw, I didn't get to. So I was actually sick when I saw you last at uh, La Cuvée. Yeah, yeah, the, we're, yeah. Um, but the like you guys have had like a sponsored. Um, like the booth and two sponsored booths. I was both. Yeah, we had the year, the first time. It was our third year. It was our third year this year. Third year as a Bialog there as a sponsor with Boreal. Very cool. And we had a kiosk of the Vinolog local wines. Right. So yeah, we were there for the third time. And that's those type of things are good. I know Paul, you were working there, and like you were. You wasn't on the beer section. Bialog. I was at Vinolog. So we were pretty much into uh, into it. It was. Uh, it's fun to. Get, I, I think it's one of the. Well, personally, it's mm. one of my favorite festivals. Yeah. I always liked it before we actually, you know, were partners with them, and it's just a great place to be. You've actually talked about it, well, until your 
your other uh, podcast. Well, but, uh, it's, yeah, just, it's just a great, great scene. Yeah. It's a great festival. And to be, be able to be part of that and to actually see all those uh, crazy, energetic, loving people there. It's, it's so cool to actually talk beer with them. Like that, that's why we were there. We're presenting some of the beers, but like, you know, I could serve the beers up, but it was mostly to talk about the beers. Right. If you have questions, you can see us at the Bieradoc stand and uh, like, I, you know, whatever I do here, it's really cool to do it over there. And no, it's just, just great to be part of that whole party. Is that the only festival you guys are involved with? Involved? Uh, it's more yeah, had like a stand uh, at or whatever? Yeah. Stand, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's sick. I thought it was really cool and I sort of, when I sort of realized why that it all made sense because if you're pouring the beers from all of these numerous breweries like it completely was like well you guys like who knows it better like everyone's stuff you're right we know the brewers we know the beers and uh, I think to be there for us it's a a natural thing yeah and um, uh, we, we were involved Last year or two years ago, as a DBSQ, or DBSQ, I've always I've been involved in Fuse Festival around Quebec, which is the, the specialized stores in Quebec. Last year or two years ago, it was the specialized stores of Montreal as well. Has used to have a, a stand. Two years ago, maybe we, we were like at the Mondial. At the Mondial, it was four, like five, three, three years ago. It's three years ago, yeah, really the first year. We were there as well. Um, yeah. But to be involved in a festival, we don't we don't produce beer. Right. We are just a store. So it's not as we produce beer and we can offer our products. So we are there as a we have a stand at uh, La Cuvée and we just say we exist. Yeah. Come see us. We talk about beers and we suggest beers or we taste. talk about what our specialized stores. Yeah. You know okay. as well. So you know depending on the area where you live, you could go there or. If you live in, in Bethlehem, you could get to the Mount Up or wherever uh, places you could, like, we, yeah, we're, we're all friends as well in that sort of like, But, but there's know. a beer fest right now in every area yes. yeah, yeah. in many cities and now one day every district almost. Yeah. So it's getting, a, yeah, it's getting a lot. And there's a new a beer release every night. Pretty much. Uh, there's things happening every day or yeah. every, so It'd be fun to be part of everything, but obviously we can't. Can I do so yeah. much? Yeah. Are you looking so, to do more in future? Like, because the Life of Vegas does so well for you guys. It's sort of, if there's opportunities, it's something that you're open to. Me personally, I would say no if it comes up. But yeah. uh, obviously, in the end, it depends on the energy we have and the uh, the time That's that true. we have to, to actually sense. put into that that, yeah. that festival as well. Because we have to run our business first. And to run a boutique, it's detail. It's a retail store, and in French, it's a it's uh, commerce de détail. Détail. It's it's uh, the details, and there's details. Ordering beers, um, serving people, make sure that the boutique is you know there's. It's incredible the amount of details that you have to put in. So it's time. In a day, we are working. Uh, sometimes most of the time it's ten hours per day. So at the end of the day, uh, ten hours. It's like a. It, it's a marathon. It's yeah. not a sprint. So if you think sprint, you're gonna be, uh, you're gonna have a burnout in a few months. But we think marathon. It's yeah. a long. It's a. So it's a. It's a vibrant scene. The beer industry. Yeah. So we have to. Yeah, it's nice. I love it. It's a good time to be part of it. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much it, gentlemen. That was oh. fantastic. Oh, wow. Where? I know, right? We did well. You guys behaved yourselves. You did, especially. I've been worried about you. <laughs> it's my longest interview. 
ever. Ever? Ever. Oh. Well, you held nice. it. You did well. Probably two hours. Yep. Probably. Close to, I think. One forty. One forty. So let's stop for twenty minutes. Let's drink. Nothing <laughs> for that, right? So you're longest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Longest you yeah. Where can uh, the good people watching and listening find Libera Love online and in real life? Like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, Facebook. What There's a uh, Instagram. It's Le uh, Le Yeah. Uh, you have uh, also Le Vinolog that you can hit up on Instagram. Yep. For the wine uh, stuff. Cool. Same with um, Facebook. Yep. Is uh, is Le Le Bieralog and Le Vinolog. Yep. And um, you have also a site. You have Bieralog.com. Okay. On the, on the web. And then you get to choose which sites you want to go on. Right. You can say Bier yep. Wine. And what's the address for people? Who come down in real life 4301 Ontario Est Ontario yes. East we are just we are just beside Marché Maisonneuve and 800 meters from the Olympic Stadium and the Biodome which is closed till I think till fall but those tourists that goes there oh, they, right, yeah. they you know they can find us easily so quick walk are, yeah I mean yeah. lots of tourists uh, comes here Makes sense. I didn't realize when we walked past Pinot, I'm like, oh damn, it's like a far east. We we we're like mile-end snobs. We don't go east of Saint Laurent, generally. You know what I'm saying? So this is scary for us. It's a whole new world. You know, there's actually a thing I know. We're only five k from Saint Laurent from here. It's only five kilometers. Nothing. It's nothing. It is wonderful. I'm happy I crossed the line. Well, thank you. Thank right. you for coming. Pleasure. Guys, thank you so much. Really appreciate hey, it. It was very nice having yeah. you. Thank you. Nice you guys thank are you. awesome. Um, make sure you guys get down. If you enjoyed the episode, mate, boom, smash the thumbs up. Hit subscribe below. Hit the notification bell so you know when the new new drops. Follow us on social media at DOS Podcast. Check out the long-form audio so you can hear extraordinarily attractive gentlemen like Uncle Dave and Uncle Paul right here talk about craft beer. That is it, guys. Thank you for watching. We'll see you in the next episode. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah.